This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter, and this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com, more of our podcasts at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts, and you can like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer at the minimum rate of $1 per month for an exclusive RSS feed with content recorded specifically for Patreon supporters and access to special vlog videos uh, at the rate of $5 per month. Again, that's at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Okay, so I'm your host, the aforementioned Matt Hurt, and I'm here with yet another special edition of the podcast. It is currently April 2nd, 2020, and we are closing out day 16 of the first and, dear God, hopefully last ever, COVID-19 Film Festival. So the COVID-19 Film Festival is basically me chronicling all the movies I watch while working from home and quarantining myself during this global pandemic that we're all um, uh, party to. <laughs> Uh, I'm presenting these podcast episodes as if I were covering a film festival. I'm going to have special days that are programmed by the other hosts, and they may Skype in to record with me as well, like they are in this episode with Mike. So that'll come later. As I have been doing in the past, um, I want to give a rundown of some st- uh, from <laughs> some stats for uh, the coronavirus uh, here in Indiana specifically. So this is day 16 of my quarantine. Uh, started uh, March 17th was the last day I worked in the office. Um, but I have been going into the office one day. But I cover all that in my <laughs> recording with Mike later. So anyway, um, I had originally, since this episode is about day six, which was March 24th, um, I originally was going to record March 24th, but as you can expect with all this stuff going on, like it, and I'm sure that listeners, you guys are experiencing some level of this too. It just really messes with your head a little bit. Like I, like I've been having slight panic attacks here and there and it's just, it's been, it's been rough as it has been rough for everyone. So I didn't get a chance to record, uh, March 24th. And I got wrapped up playing video games because I figured that's a that's a pretty solid way to um, escape the world um, that we live in is to play video games. And I have been playing The Outer Worlds, oddly enough, um, and it's a lot of fun. It's it's a good distraction. So anyway, um, having said that, I intended to record March twenty fourth, and when I intended to record, I actually made notes. Um, so I had the stats for March 24th, and I have the stats for April 2nd now. So that's a that's a time span of nine days, right? Yeah, nine days. Um, so March 24th in Indiana alone, um, there were 365 positive cases of COVID-19. Or COVID-19. Uh, there were 12 deaths, and a total of 2,931 people were tested um, for coronavirus. That was nine days ago. As of today, April 2nd, 
There have been 3,039 positive cases in Indiana, 78 deaths, and a total of 16,285 people have been tested for it. Um, as far as worldwide stats, uh, the number of positive cases worldwide of coronavirus is, has, is over 1 million right now, as I'm recording this April 2nd. Um, more than 58,000 people have died from it. Um, and nearly 209,000 people have also recovered from it worldwide. So, um, crazy stats, uh, horrifying stats. And, um, they just announced here in Indiana that all schools for throughout the state are closed throughout the rest of the school year. Um, the students are going to be doing e-learning as they have been. Um, so that's happening. And, uh, yeah, so pretty, pretty crazy. Um, some yeah so i'm going to go ahead and go through some news items here before i get into the episode by the way this episode is uh covering day 6 of the covid-19 film festival um in which i watch a, a handful of things that our uh recurring co-host mike white has re- uh um has offered for me to watch or has uh has assigned for me to watch uh he's programmed the day of film festivaling essentially so I'll get to that in a bit, but first, COVID-19 news as of April 2nd. So last time on the episode, last time on the podcast, I talked about how Evangeline Lilly had posted about how she has been, uh, how she basically didn't care about the quarantine and everything and all that. I do want to say that on March 26th, uh, she did post on Instagram a very long, um, apology post, um, talking about how, uh, now she's taking it seriously and everything. She writes, this is a partial um, partial bit of it. I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, Evangeline Lilly says, "I'm Hello, everyone. I'm writing you from my home where I have been social distancing since March 18th when social distancing was instituted in the small community where I am currently living. At the time of my March 16th post, the directives from the authorities were... Here were that we do not congregate, that we not congregate in groups of more than 250 people and that we wash our hands regularly, which we are, we were doing. Two days later, those directives changed and despite my intense trepidation over the socioeconomic and political repercussions of this course of action, please know I am doing my part to flatten the curve, practicing social distancing and staying home with my family. There's more, but I'll leave it to you guys to click the link in the show notes to check it out. But, uh, good on her for, you know, um, recognizing that and uh posting that um response um i wanted to do a bunch of i I wanted to basically put a bunch of like collect a bunch of tweets that i've come across but it's gotten so fucking depressing that i i don't know it's i i can't do it i just can't do it so i had one that uh from a roland uh scahill at Roland Scahill on Twitter, um, I came across this tweet that said, my mom is a 69-year-old nurse and her hospital is deploying her to the front lines next week. Uh, she called me to tell me where important documents are if something happens because this virus kills and kills quick. That's a quote from his, uh, from his mom. Uh, now I know how it feels to have a loved one go to war. And to be clear, this isn't a criticism of our hospital, but to point out that nurses don't stop ever. They have no fear. They save our lives. Um, which is as good a time as any to say thank you to all the healthcare professionals and even everyone working 
like putting their their safety and their health at risk to care for the people who are ill during all of this. So that's that's much um, much appreciated. Um. So yeah. Oh gosh, it's, I'm so glad I didn't collect more tweets. Um, on more positive news, uh, Cards Against Humanity posted on Facebook that uh, they said that for over a year we've been working on a family edition of Cards Against Humanity. It's just like Cards Against Humanity, except we rewrote the entire game from scratch and play tested it ex- extensively. With with kids, so adults and children can have fun together. Today, we're releasing a free print and play version to play while you're stuck at home. Download it here, and they have a link. I'll put a link in the show notes. But it's Cards Against Humanity Family Edition dot com. Um, and I do want to mention one comment on that post just had me cracking up. Uh, all the comments said was a big black crayon, (laughs) Um, which I just, I got a huge kick out of that. Um, Finally, if you're listening to this before April 3rd at 8 p.m., um, we talked about on the podcast recently, um, what is recently relative to all of this, but we talked about it fairly recently that there's a new um, indie, like art house uh, film uh, theater opening up in Indianapolis uh, to kind of cater to just art house film geeks and everything. Um, obviously, with all this stuff going on, they had to postpone their opening. It's Can-Can, the Can-Can, in, uh, the, ah, the Can-Can Theater, um, cancanindy.com. That's K-A-N-K-A-N-I-N-D-Y.com. But what they're doing is, this is, this is pretty cool. So they have a Slack channel that they're doing a uh, can can on demand where they basically all you do is just you just give them your email address they get accept you into the slack and they have uh basically movies uh, movie night essentially so this week friday april 3rd at 8 p.m they're watching the social network so basically how it works is that you just get on to the slack channel um and press play at 8 p.m on the social network it is available on netflix and watch it and chat with uh, other uh, film lovers on there so check that out cancanindy.com um you know throw your support to to any local business really but this is very much catered to our uh demographic of our listeners here so uh so yeah definitely definitely check that out okay so without further ado uh let's go into day six of the covid19 film festival uh, presented by obsessiveviewer.com uh this day of the film festival which was march 24th uh 2020 um was programmed by our own mike white who you will hear from later in this episode so he chose for me four movies to watch and a little peek behind the curtain, he originally he originally chose Tigers Are Not Afraid um, on Shudder uh, for me to watch. But since I'm watching these while I work, I couldn't really watch a movie that had subtitles. Um, so I asked him, I politely asked him to pick a different movie. <laughs> so I ended up watching Little Monsters, but I'll get to that in a bit. So uh, here are the movies that I'm going to be covering on this episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. The Headhunter, which is available on... Um, Shutter uh, from 2018, Little Monsters from 2019, which is available on Hulu, 
Horror Noir, which is from 2019 and available on Shutter as well, and the Spotlight Screening, which which Mike and I, sorry, Mike and I will talk about uh, later on in this episode, is 2018's Freaks, which is available on Netflix. Yeah, so let's get right into it. The first movie that I'm going to talk about is The Headhunter. Here's a clip from the trailer. I always thought I could protect her. What took her from me is still out there. Alright, so plot summary for The Headhunter, courtesy of IMDb. A medieval warrior's gruesome collection of heads is missing only one, the monster that killed his daughter years ago. So I rated on Letterboxd, I rated The Headhunter three stars. Um, so yeah, so it's a, it's a very cool kind of low budget, um, purely kind of atmosphere piece honestly like it is kind of all tone and atmosphere there's very little dialogue which made it very difficult for me to watch while i worked but uh very atmospheric and and immersive in that respect so it's just this guy wandering this medieval landscape that is uh collecting heads and and battling um, monsters and stuff. Honestly, I didn't pay much attention to this movie or it's not as fresh in my mind as I would have liked it to be because I watched it like nine days ago. But overall, it's it's pretty solid. It's very brisk, very brief. It's only an hour and 12 minutes long. And it's, I mean, it's solid. If you like kind of gruesome gore effects as uh, even in like a limited budgeted movie, um, it does deliver... Um, at least it delivers somewhat, um, throughout it. Like, I mean, it is a low budget movie. So the bits of action and gruesomeness are kind of, I, I'm, I want to shot, uh, stop just a little short of saying a few and far between, but it, when it, when it happens, it happens well, but it's, there's a lot of just, uh, it's not a, it's not a gore fest by any means. Um, the set design, cinematography, locations, makeup and co- costuming, all of these things, they make this movie a lot more immersive and visually stimulating, I would say. It's very beautiful. It's a very beautiful movie. Like, you can tell, I mean, you can tell that it's a low-budget movie, which isn't a bad thing by any stretch, but they do stretch that budget very well, and they use... Uh, I would love to, to see kind of a behind-the-scenes thing about how this movie was made, simply because... It's clearly like a, a low budget affair, but it is something that is in the hands of very capable people who have created this world out of nothing on a limited budget. It's very uh, atmospheric and, and beautiful to look at. Uh, the plot line, it's, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a, I, I don't want to say standard plot, but it's a very just not very engaging plot to be honest it's just a guy roaming around and and he fights a fights creatures and and 
stuff. I mean, it, it wasn't a very engaging movie. Um, unfortunately, um, as visually stimulating and as visually beautiful as it was, I just wasn't engaged by the story or anything. Um, there's very little that's, um, that's really there to talk about, to be honest. Um, it's very, just very sparse. Like I said, there's very limited dialogue. It's a lot of just tone and atmosphere, which if you're into the tone, if you, if you get wrapped up in the tone of the movie, you will be satisfied by the movie overall. I think it's just something that if you're not into it, you're really not into it. Um, yeah. So that's the headhunters. Very brief. It was on, it's on shutter. Um, currently, um, from 2018. Um, that's Mike's first pick for me to watch, uh, on day six of, um, the COVID-19 film festival. Um, it is available on Shutter. I said that already. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, you might get more out of it than I did. I believe Mike's letterbox review said that it's basically all the best bits of Lord of the Rings, just compressed into an 80 some minute movie, which with I say that with the caveat that Mike doesn't, isn't really into Lord of the Rings. Last I checked, he, he's not very, he's not really into kind of the sword and sorcery kind of story and everything or the kind of, uh, that type of genre. Um, so it is fairly high praise for Mike to, for him to connect to it. I'm glad that he did. Um, I just couldn't really connect to it all that well, but the, atmosphere, the tone, um, the general just direction of the movie did lead me to give it three stars on letterbox. Cause I can't, even though I couldn't appreciate it on a, on a story level, I do appreciate it on a kind of, uh, visual level and technical achievement level. Um, because it's very clear that it's a, it's a lower budget movie and it's just gorgeous to look at. So yeah, so that's the head of Hunter. It's available on shutter. So, uh, next up is the movie that I had Mike sub, uh, sub in for Tigers Are Not Afraid. I will eventually watch Tigers Are Not Afraid. I'll just need to find the time to watch that when I can devote my full attention to it. Um, which should be fairly soon because we are all made of time right now. Um, but the movie that I had that he, uh, substituted for, for, uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid was 2019's Little Monsters on Hulu. Uh, it stars Lupita Nyong'o and Alexander England. Also, Josh Gad is in it. Um, here's a clip from the trailer of Little Monsters. Lieutenant, sir, why are we here? It's zombies again. Fast ones or slow ones, sir? Slow. Thank God they're slow. Next stop, Pleasant Valley. having a super fun time on our trip. I want you all in the line in front of me and away we go. Why are we stopping? There must be something in the way. What is it, Miss Caroline? All right, plot summary, courtesy of IMDb, is a washed-up musician teams up with a teacher and a kids' show personality to protect young children from a sudden outbreak of zombies. 
So, Little Monsters, uh, not to be confused by, not to be confused with the, I think, nineteen eighty nine movie with I think Fred Savage um, uh, and Howie Mandel. Um, that movie freaked me out. Uh, basically, Howie Mandel is a blue monster that lives under the bed of Fred Savage, um, and he goes under the bed into this whole monster world and everything. Movie freaked me out as a kid. Com- completely freaked me out. So anyway. That's not this movie, though. <laughs> uh, Little Monsters stars Lupini Nyong'o and, and Alexander England. Um, very, very charming. Um, it's a kind of zombie comedy and kind of a coming-of-age story, especially for Alexander England's uh, character as the washed-up musician who doesn't really... He's finding his place after after a breakup, essentially. And Lupini Nyong'o is the teacher of his kindergarten aged nephew and through circumstances they find themselves uh, all together on a class trip during a zombie outbreak so the movie has a lot going for it um cool makeup effects for the zombies that's kind of we're at a point i think where i mean that's fairly standard like I, there's a lot of zombie effects obviously or there's a lot of zombie fiction out there so it's hard to st- it's hard to really stand out or anything. This was very, I, I don't want to say it was it, nothing really special. It was kind of just basically like zombie makeup 101, um, which isn't a derogatory thing toward it. It's just, it's, there was, it, it, they're recognizable zombies. <laughs> so the charm in this movie, the, the kind of beauty of this movie is in the performance of Alexander England and Lupita Nyong'o and their chemistry and everything. Um, it's a coming of age story for Alexander England's character. He is kind of like, he doesn't know how to, how to interact with kids. And that's something that I kind of latched onto. I kind of, um, was very, uh, I, I related to that a lot. Cause I, I don't, first of all, I don't want kids. I'm, I'm not going to have kids. Second of all, I just don't know how to interact with kids. <laughs> like I, I've got anxiety over that and everything. But that was that demonstrated very well in this movie. Um, he is a, he's kind of a vulgar character and everything. Um, kind of the vulgar uncle and that played to some good comedic beats and everything as well as good, um, development for the character as well. When you get, when the movie gets to the point where the, where he and his nephew are on the class trip and the zombies break out and like there's the whole, the, Zombie apocalypse starts. Um, when it gets to that, that's where in the movie kind of hits its kind of satirical groove. So there's a character played by Josh Gad, who is, uh, like whatever the plot description said, he was a, uh, a kids show personality. He is a scene stealer through and through. So when the, when the group gets kind of, uh, holed up in, in a certain area and the zombies are attacking, Something that I really appreciate about this movie is the way that it handle handles its zombie satire. So, I mean, you have movies like Shaun of the Dead, which is, for all intents and purposes, in my opinion, it is the best piece of uh, zombie satire of the genre, satirizing uh, zombie culture, zombie um, zombie genre, zombie subgenre of horror. Jesus. and it is one of the best zombie movies of all time, in my opinion. What I appreciate is that Little Monsters does not attempt to ape that, or it doesn't attempt to 
to ride those coattails or or remind you of of satire done right. It does its own thing. So when they're holed up in, for an example, when they're holed up in uh, an area, um, Josh Gad's character, he start he does a complete 180 and he flips out he freaks out and it is it's kind of a subtle like satirical take on zombie movies where you have a group that's isolated and and in a confined space and one of them goes crazy but what i love about this is that he goes crazy way too soon (laughs) and it's like he is immediately like off the deep end and the the way that the movie portrays it is that it's so early in the outbreak that it is it takes on a satirical tone all its own and that satirical tone plays beautifully because it's like the characters are just as confused as he is <laughs> or as as we are that he's freaking out so early and it just it plays really well it's very subtle and very uh <laughs> just just really charming the way that it is able to do that um without being too it's a it's a balancing act between having a character freak out in in the uh at the prospect of impending death versus uh Versus like, like while it, while in a room, com- uh, surrounded by a bunch of kids, <laughs> like, uh, and making it funny and making it comical. Like it is, it is, it's a balancing act and the tone is struck very nicely. Um, there are some decent zombie effects, I guess. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a zombie comedy that has, um, Kind of it, it's appeals in, in terms of having like the kids being focal characters and everything. So it is, I mean, it, it, I don't want to say it's a kids movie, but it isn't like necessarily hardcore action gore or anything like that. But it is, it's a good solid zombie movie in that, in that case. And the growth of the character played by Alexander England, I'm failing to remember his name, his character's name, but the growth of that character is really well done. Like he's, he goes through a uh, transformation throughout the movie that I feel is very earned. Dave is his name. Um, and Alexander England does a fantastic job playing him. Um, and I will say that just, it ends on a note of such a, such a sincere, just, uh, charm like it is it is it's a very cute like borderline schmaltzy ending but the ending just it left me very satisfied and felt very warm so i was very appreciative of the way that the plot unfolded throughout the movie and the way that it ended it kind of uh really hit it out of the park um in my opinion so that's little monsters it is available on um hulu i rated it three stars on letterboxd um, very cute, very charming, uh, fun zombie comedy satire. So next up in next and last, technically, um, since we'll throw it to, uh, me and Mike talking, um, later in the episode. Uh, but the next up, next one up is a documentary called Horror Noir, um, from 2019. It is available on Shudder. And I'm going to go ahead and play a clip from the trailer now. We've always loved horror. It's just that horror hasn't always loved us. 
black people play a particular role in horror films. First, we weren't in it. We were played by white people. Yeah. We went from maids to pimps and hoes. If there was somebody black, they would be the first to die. <clears throat> black films hold a mirror up to society, but at the same time give an audience an escape. <laughs> One fellow said to me, you were directing before it was legal. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Yes, that's history. We've shifted from being the focal point of the fear to being the heroes. This would be unheard of 25 years ago. If we can use what we've experienced, we can tell stories that people have never seen before. So the summary, courtesy of IMDb, is a look a look at the history of black horror films and the role of African Americans in the film genre from the very beginning. So first and foremost, horror noir um, has supplemental stuff on Shudder. Um, I just discovered it today. I haven't watched any of it, but there are hours of uh, cut scenes from the documentary of the talking heads, the panelists talking and everything. So check that out. It's on shutter. It's called, um, okay. It's horror noir uncut. It's six episodes. It's on shutter. It was, uh, came out February, um, 6th and it just has bonus conversations, um, with the, uh, with the panelists. So hear more of what didn't make the final cut from the shutter original horror noir, a history of black horror. So it has just, um, it has conversations with, with Tony Todd, Keith David, Ken Forey, a bunch of people that were also in the documentary that just didn't make the cut on in the documentary. So check that out. So as far as horror noir, the documentary itself, I was very much interested and taken by this documentary. Um, it is very thorough. Like when it says that it goes back to the very beginning of of the genre to examine African-Americans role within the horror genre. It does like it goes way back and it makes connections with like the universal monsters that I didn't quite wasn't aware that was a connection that was to be made. And it's interesting to hear that perspective and hear a perspective of, um, of an entire community of people who have been marginalized by this genre and to see like when it gets to the point where they talk about, of course, Jordan Peele and, uh, get out like it is, it is really brings home the triumph of that movie. And not to say that there hasn't been successful African Americans in the horror genre, uh, before that, but it was a kind of a watershed moment. Um, and that's something that's depicted very well in the documentary. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Throughout the actual documentary, there are just talking heads. Not even talking heads. They pair up um, people in the documentary to have conversations. So like Ken Forey from Dawn of the Dead, the original, and uh, Keith David are kind of paired up. They have Tony Todd talking for a while. Like Tony, Tony Todd, I just, I just got to say like, just his, his, his sense of style is just so cool. Like he just looks like he's like in a shirt and a hat or something, I think, but he just, he just looks so cool. I'm, I have so much appreciation for him, but, uh, but yeah, just seeing the people in the documentary talking about, uh, their experience, their perspective and the actual history of just, 
uh, African Americans in horror, the horror genre is just really interesting, thorough. It is very much uh, a celebration of the kind of um, the growth of uh, the growth of African Americans representation in the horror genre as well. Um, I just, I really got a lot out of it. I really appreciated the perspective that this, uh, documentary provided. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have much else to say about it. Um, but I will probably check out the, uh, horror noir uncut, um, episodes because there, it looks like each one is about 20, 25 to 35 minutes. Um, and with the exception of one is like 67 minutes. So, uh, there's a lot of content out there. Um, but yeah, and it just, this documentary really made me more aware of, you know, just, um, minorities in the horror genre. And, and, and what's interesting is like, I, I love Mike for, uh, picking a bunch of horror movies for me to watch. Um, for this film festival, I may have actually asked him to, I don't know, because I've just gotten away from the horror genre over the years. I, I really have. So it's really nice to have like Mike be a beacon to refocus me on this genre. Um, and I really appreciated this documentary for kind of opening my eyes, opening my eyes to perspectives that I, I haven't heard and, um, takes on films that I love or at least am aware of, uh, in providing a very unique perspective and, uh, to make it a more, uh, fulfilling experience actually watching the genre. Um, yeah, so that's, that's it. Um, that's horror noir. I rated it three and a half stars on letterboxd and I'm going to throw it to my recording with Mike for our spotlight screening, our spotlight segment, whatever you want to call it, uh, where we talk about Freaks, the 2018 uh, sci-fi horror thriller movie. And we also get to talk to Mike about his experience with the quarantine and everything that's going on. So enjoy that uh, recording. Yeah, I'll go ahead and throw it to it now. All right. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, four, six, five, seven, okay. eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, six, eight. Seven, One, eight. Two, three, One, two, four. three, four, five, six. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's something. So what is so this? Is this going? an obsessive no. viewer shorty? Um, the way that it's working, the way that I'm doing it is that basically it's the, uh, it's the COVID-19 film festival. So, (laughs) (laughs) so what I'm doing is I'm recording episodes on my own, just solo, where I am talking about the movies that I watch while the stay at home order is under, when I'm not dying. Right. So So for the, for the next nine months. Yes, for the next nine years until we all, until everything goes to shit and we're, uh, yeah. we're, uh, yeah. You know what's funny? So I probably shouldn't even joke about that. Why? Why? <laughs> just, just because the, the world is so crazy right now that I don't I know, know but- if I should put any more stuff out there bad, for that. Bad juju out in the world. Yes. I know it. Yes. Okay. God. Um, so the way that it works is that since, 
first of all, th- th- so you gave me a list of like four movies. I watched all of them. Um, and then the way I'm doing them is that one, like when I have one of these episodes where one of the hosts gives me a list of movies, I'm choosing one as like a spotlight movie. Okay. And then that's when like you and I would talk about that one movie or me and Tiny talked about Watchmen season one. Okay. Um, cool. And that's, yeah, that's how I end each episode. So, yep. I see. So you're recording kind of your reaction? Pretty much. It's basically like just a solo um, review of each movie and then with a special spotlight segment on uh, one particular movie with a co-host. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like – think of it as like the potpourri section of the episode. Gotcha. Okay. Sort of. Yeah. Yep. So having said that, which do you want to talk about, freaks or horror noir? Um, I think f- whichever you liked better, because I think horror noir is better, but Freaks is fresher mm-hmm. in my mind. Uh, yeah, I liked horror noir better, but we can talk about Freaks, because I kind of want to get a read on why you liked it. Like, not that it was bad, okay. but I, I, I think it would be... Uh, better for me to talk out, talk to that movie out, um, so I can kind of come come down on it with a little more confidence. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you want to? Tr- you're saying horror noir? No, I'm saying freaks. Freaks. Okay, we can do freaks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You might say we're getting freaky. <laughs> <laughs> Day sixteen of isolation. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, since it's just a segment on the episode, uh, I'm just gonna dive right into it. Um, Do it. Hey, Mikey, how's it going? Pretty good, man. How are you? Pretty, pretty good. Um, it is, as of this recording, it's day 16 of isolation. Do you, um, did you work on the weekend? Because it's 18 for me. Is it? Uh, oh, uh, no. I... I've been saying, like, March counting. 14th. Because I, okay. I, I, I went to work on, on the 13th. Uh, the seventeenth was my last day in the office. However, okay. yeah, I am going into the office one day per week to do paperwork shit. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so technically it is it's day sixteen for me, but technically I have gone to the office and everything. I see. Yeah. Um, and I've made uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I need to learn this vernacular for the new world that we're gonna be <laughs> diving into. Uh, scavenging. I went. I went on a couple scavenging runs to the grocery store. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So other than that, and then I got really excited because I, because uh, <laughs> one of the local businesses was like, "Oh, we have like like donuts. You can get like a special like thing on donuts or whatever." Yeah. So I went. To I went there Saturday. I was like, I'm gonna treat myself to some donuts and everything. And then like I pulled up and I'm like, they don't have a drive through. I'd have to go inside. Yeah, and I was yeah, just like, yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, just turn around and go to Dunkin' Donuts that I know has a drive through. Yeah. So, what is, What is some yeah. donuts for you? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna have a a a, a sitting of donuts, what do you? Mm-hmm. What's your? Oh, you said some donuts. Okay. You, uh, you like, that's what you said, right? You said I'm, I'll go get yeah. some donuts. What is that to you? Like if you're gonna Are you ha- saying thumb or no, some some s o m e if you're if you're gonna have Perfect. if you're gonna have breakfast you're like okay I'm gonna yes. do donuts well how uh, how many is that for you I will do two or three if I feel like really like hitting the toilet hard um, <laughs> okay 
two or three. I did that day. I did get a half dozen just to have in the yeah. in the apartment. So yeah. Wow. Bam. Okay. When we when we go like as a family, I have to a uh, allot uh, six for myself. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was being modest. I did. I did eat all six of the ones that I got. <laughs> yeah, that one sitting. <laughs> yeah, not in one sitting. I I think I did four and then two in the afternoon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. But there are do- no donuts. Oh my god. There are no donuts in the new world though. Um, I know. So, I miss the days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. So let let's get into. Like, first of all. How are you guys doing? Because you, you and Amanda are both teachers. They just uh-huh. announced today all Indiana schools are going to remain are, closed are for done. the remainder of the school year. Yes, which they they had made that announcement actually a week ago for our school. Our our corporation oh, okay. actually called it a called it a school year. Uh, oh wow! Well, I mean, we won't go to the building, but there there will right. be e learning. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we've been home, kind of like you. Amanda is going in once a week. Uh, mm-hmm. she's actually an executive assistant out there. She's like one of the front oh, office, okay. uh, workers. And so she gotcha. goes in to kind of, uh, you know, fill out payroll and, uh, mm-hmm. make phone calls and stuff. But yeah, I have, I have been home, uh, and she, she actually kind of volunteered to be the scavenger since she's going to work and she, the potential, oh, nice. uh, uh, potential to be exposed. But other than taking a few like rides in the car around town to just like, to just show the to the get out art to get out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not. I have not bit left the house. <clears throat> Jeez. Well, okay. And then running outside, but I haven't. No, I haven't yeah. been anywhere. Right. In yeah. whatever and, now, three weeks. Yeah, and really, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> no, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I just um, I just talked to my comic shop yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the comic shop that I am a frequent patron, not mycomicshop.com right shout out to comic quest <laughs> in evansville uh nice and they are able to ship my comics to me which is cool Sweet. so i, I paypaled them and i'll let those sit out on the porch for three days and <laughs> oh yeah let all the <laughs> virus die on it it's weird nice. it's a crazy world uh I, it, it is super crazy yeah oh yeah so long way to answer your question i apologize mm-hmm. uh you asked oh, how i'm fine. doing I, really Man, not to make light of kind of a scary situation, and I know some people are very sick, and I know mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are already dying, and that's and that's a sad thing. Um, but I'm I'm really okay. I'm I'm yeah. What I've been trying to do is kind of reach out uh, to a lot of my friends who maybe aren't having as easy a time, and and just try to. Um, you know, not that I think I like. I'm not sending prayers anywhere or anything, but like, right. I just want to send calming vibes to anybody who needs it. You know, I've been like, "Hey, yeah. does anybody want to play Pokemon?" Or does anybody? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing my live streams, uh, playing guitar, and, yes. and and those kinds of things. Um, it's weird. It's a weird. It's been a weird sense of like my life slowing down a little bit. And and I and I know that parents, when their kids are older, they're always like, "Man, don't you wish?" We had them when they were four and two again for a little longer. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm getting that time nice. with them that you wish huh. to have later on. So um, that is, wow. Holy shit. That is, that's a really good perspective to have on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, me, I don't, I'm, I don't mean to make light. I know people are having a no, hard no, time no, with no. it, but it, I, I was just about to make the joke that I've got the time of like my four-year-old cat now. I've got, I've got mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
These are the years we cherish most with our cats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what's funny? <laughs> uh, co- speaking of COVID-19 and uh, people on mm-hmm. Facebook posting their unpopular opinions, you know? Oh, yeah. And I just decided to, like, uh, not include myself in that conversation. Oh, nice. And, you know, one of my themes that I've said many times on this podcast is to just promote what you love, not what you mm-hmm. hate, and, and send out positivity. So it's just like... There are all kinds of things that I don't like that people do, right. do like. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not actually not a part of that. But I. But I think mm-hmm. it goes against what, who I'm trying to be to to put that out there. I uh, yeah. I totally get that. I absolutely get yeah. that. Um, that said, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of your cat, my number one on my my <laughs> thought my list is other people's pets. <laughs> oh, other pe- other people's pets just blanket animals statement animals. Really? I don't like animals. I'm a, I'm gonna be. Uh, you know what? If you need to excommunicate me, if I'm like canceled, <laughs> if this is my cancel moment, I've ki- I'm kind of like out of the closet on this. I don't like mm-hmm. animals. Uh, they don't they don't wow. make me happy. They don't. I don't like pictures of animals. Wow, I, I love. That is- I know it. I know. Huh. I love my dog. My dog Kevin is mm-hmm. great, uh, um, mm-hmm. and I really love him because I have an attachment. And maybe I got him yeah. before, uh, before I got so sour on it. But I, I think uh, yeah. a, a big thing for me is like when people uh, like call their animals fur babies, and like they make the comparison. I, I draw the line there. Yeah, I, which I, I know not, that you do, and I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. However, I will say that I always I do refer to pizza as my pretty little pizza princess, and she's my little baby. I, I know it, and everything. But she's not my fur baby. Like, okay. I think she. <laughs> ha- right. I think having kids kind of changed things for me. Oh yeah. Um. I I do I do actually like find kids cute, and other people's kids pretty cute. Okay. Like I'm, I'm kind of a kid person. I like kids. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, I just like people. Like here, having a sad like on Twitter from this quarantine stuff. It's like I know it's mm-hmm. sad out there. Send me your cute dog pics, and I'm like that would not. I don't want anybody's dog pics. Mm. I don't want anybody's wow. cute dog pics. None. I posted well, one yesterday on my Instagram mm. of my dog Kevin who was happy, and I was like, Aww. this might be the first picture of Kevin I have posted I, ever. You know. To be to be completely honest, I I haven't I haven't been down to visit you since Oscar was a little baby. Yeah, it's been like, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's funny because like I legitimately like I wasn't sure like is Kevin still alive? Because <laughs> like, I I never see pictures. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I'm just I you know my favorite thing is being a dad, and I, I'm obsessed with mm-hmm. my kids. So. Uh, the dogs yeah. take a back seat. Waldo, Waldo did pass away. We we put him down back in November. Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, yeah, once again, I am uh, 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 my condolences. Thank you. I did. I had a, yeah. I had a soft spot for him too. But um, yeah, that was that's interesting. But yeah, yeah, man, I don't like animals. Well, well I'm going to change your mind every day for the rest of this quarantine. You are getting pizza pictures like no other. Unfollow. I would be more interested in pictures of your pizza food. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. You know what I've been doing since the court? Like, 
obviously I've been cooking a lot more for myself and everything because yeah. usually I am just like, oh, just order out. Go like go get like yats or something and then like eat it there and listen to podcasts or something. Right. But I can't do that anymore. So <laughs> so is yats am, yats is that Cajun place, right? With the etiquette. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Delicious food. Um loud but delicious. Mm-hmm. But um they uh what was I gonna say? Oh um what I've been doing is that I've been <laughs> I've been making like basically just bachelor food. <laughs> um, yeah. So like bagel I have, bites like yeah yeah oh yeah like i have tortillas and i put pizza sauce on them and then i put mozzarella and pepperoni and then put it in the microwave for like a minute and a half and that's my like lunchtime snack <laughs> so yeah so it's it's been it's been good it's been good eating a lot of cereal too so that's of that's course good. yep yep same yep. though <laughs> yeah. all right we better get to Ooh. talking about a movie or this is never we gonna happen better yes so okay so just to recap everything's cool you guys are doing well we are safe and crazy. happy and healthy perfect that is great that is great to hear um i feel like there, there's a little bit of my voice feeding back onto your mic but i don't think that should be that much of a problem since you're recording so anyway okay, yeah sorry about that oh you're good what are you doing someone could have seen you you love the punishment for breaking the rules no dad you opened the door you almost got us killed Stay hidden. So what? This is not a game. Did you go outside? No. You can never lie to me. I'm not lying. Want to know what's in an ice cream truck? Frozen kid bodies. Come inside. Taste any flavor you want. Hi. You might have called me. So, uh, we are talking about freaks, right? Yes. Yes, so the spotlight, the spotlight screening of uh, COVID nineteen film festival day, technically day six, but we're co- recording this day sixteen, um, is Freaks, the twenty eighteen uh, horror thriller movie uh-huh. that I had no idea existed, <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, but, but let's talk about it. Uh, you were a fan, yeah. I didn't know it existed either, and I think uh, one of the things I appreciated most about it, uh, for the record, I liked it quite a bit, Um, Mm -hmm. and and I'll talk about why in a little bit, but a little bit of background. So on Letterboxd, I have just these lists of, um, you know, there's the watch list, movies you want to see, and then other Mm -hmm. random like horror movie, like here's a list of movies I'm going to double feature on a Tuesday night, because that's kind of my, that's kind of my... Uh, out there horror movie risk taking night. Like if I'm a, if I'm mm-hmm. gonna watch a garbage horror movie, I'm gonna double feature it on Tuesday. That that's been my yeah. thing for uh, since the beginning of last year, J- mm-hmm. January 2019. And so this one has been on my list, man, for a while. And I'm tr- I, to be honest, I can't even remember where I wrote it down. So uh, it was a little like off of my radar for a long time. Uh, and then I basically I'm just looking for what I can stream for free, mm-hmm. uh, and this was on yeah. Hoopla. I, I actually I found out it was on Netflix later, and that's when I re- recommended huh. it to you. But I watched it on Hoopla. Wait, what's Hoopla? Hoopla is a streaming service that is uh, it's like married to your excuse me your library card okay. account. Oh, okay. 
And so I watch, I stream a lot of stuff on Hoopla because if you have, obviously, if you have a library account, you can use that mm-hmm. card to sign into Hoopla and borrow their really? library. I don't know exactly okay. how it works. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. specifically expressly affiliated with EVPL, Evansville Vandenberg Public mm-hmm. Library, or if it's a broader thing. What's that? I said shout out. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to EVPL. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> Central location. <laughs> Shout out to Sarah, Sarah Scheller at the Northside location. God. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. And um, so that's I, I watched it on Hoopla. And I got to say, okay. man, I, I put it on really with low expectations. I've kind of been mm-hmm. off of the Emil Hirsch uh, bandwagon for a little while. I do like mm-hmm. Amanda Crew a lot. Um, and it, uh, I, I didn't know she was in it until she shows up about halfway through the movie. Uh, and man, it, to to me, it was just like a fun surprise. Um, it's, it's kind of a, it's a riff on a superhero movie. I, I read, Mm -hmm. I read it described like, you know, this is if X-Men were in the real world, but I think, I think X-Men is X-Men if it were in the real world. I think they all (laughs) are trying to do that. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's kind of a, 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 a trite, commentary mm-hmm. to make on it um but it is a, a a more grim take i think a lot of like the yeah. dc extended universe wants to make movies that look like freaks but never right. does it uh i guess with the panache frankly mm-hmm. i think freaks did with it go ahead yeah total oh i was just gonna say just real quick uh plot summary courtesy of imdb sure a Bold girl discovers a bizarre, threatening, and mysterious new world beyond her front door after she escapes her father's protective and paranoid control. Um, also, gotta say, uh, very uh, interesting viewing in our in, in the in the time of COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. Yeah. Also, had no idea that that was Amanda Crew. Uh, oh, until just now. Yeah, until just now. Oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I. I yeah, I I liked the movie. Um, I liked it well enough. Um, I was, I mean, I, I like Emil Hirsch. I like Grace Park also, and Bruce Dern. I have been just a huge fan of his for right, for yeah. a while now. So, I mean, all of them like they're very good. Um, and yeah, I totally get that the kind of grounded X Men um, <laughs> kind of uh, comparison, but I don't know something about it just just. I don't know if I would say that it didn't compute for me or didn't work for me, but it uh, I wasn't blown away by it. I'll say that. I did enjoy it, though. Well, it's um, – I think the aspiration for it, like their ideas were maybe bigger than the budget could provide mm-hmm. for. I mean, there. I think there was uh, some real significant shoddy CGI. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, frankly, the film was lousy with bad CGI, mm-hmm. um, and that well, it's, it's it's whatever. Um, but I just you don't see. Let me say, including it on a horror list was a bit of a mistake. I, it it, okay. it starts yeah. out with elements of horror, right? She's trapped mm-hmm. in here. There's a uh, I'll, I'll use air quotes. There's a ghost in her closet that's screaming at mm-hmm. her. Uh, but c- really quickly, it, it's it's a hard left turn out of. Um, out of the horror genre at all. Yeah. I mean, it's thriller, um, sci-fi. sci-fi more than anything. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, uh, I wasn't scared, uh, by it. So there's not that, but, but again, 
you can go back to every time I've been on this podcast talking about a sci-fi movie. I'm I'm up for any time anybody tries sci-fi because we just don't get mm. it anymore. Oh yeah, Th- these- and I've I've become such a huge fan of science fiction, and like I appreciated the movie for that right. for sure. Right. Um. So it was cool. Yeah. I, I like you know uh, you find out that certain characters have superpowers. Uh, mm. And there's a character who can manipulate time in a very cool mm. way that I don't... Th- you know, we got uh, Quicksilver in, in the X-Men uh, movies, yeah. which which was really fun the first time. And then they literally <laughs> just ripped off the first time again <laughs> in Apocalypse. It's the same really exact did. scene. That's so dumb. Yeah. But the first time it's done, it's novel and cool and interesting. Oh, and, absolutely. And, and this manipulate, manipulates time in a very different way. But uh, equally effective for me. I mean, there were moments mm-hmm. where, I, like, I gasped and said, wow, out loud. My mm-hmm. wife, who doesn't generally watch these movies with me, was, like, at the other end of the basement. And she was, like, kind of listening along. And about 20 minutes in, she, like, sat on the couch and watched it with me. We, we, were, oh, we nice. were both really, really intrigued, again, by... It's not going to make any end of the year lists, but mm-hmm. a, a total surprise is so much fun to watch, especially mm-hmm. I think in context on a Tuesday night um, when I'm really watching a lot of bad horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to watch something that's a real treat, I really had fun with Freaks, and, and it's been it's an easy one to recommend. Mm-hmm. And that that reveal of the kind of time dilation stuff was was really cool. like a, it came at such a cool moment and I really appreciate it for that. Another thing I really like what made me latch onto it in the beginning and then obviously that latching kind of faltered a little bit but like it immediately hooked me because I really liked the way that Chloe is the girl's name. I think so. Um, how the movie is kind of. at least the first act is entirely through her perspective and like you are brought into this whole thing where it's like you don't know whether or not you as the viewer are supposed to trust emile hirsch or or not or if like they are even related or anything right yeah Um, there's almost this kidnapping element mm -hmm. to it although uh, yeah i don't know that i would say kidnapping element but like Mm -hmm. what what are his intentions is definitely a question we're supposed to ask um and then you know there's the there's the ice cream man character yes. early on who who to me strikes me as sinister for a good mm. chunk of the film uh and then you're kind of wondering as as the movie goes on who whose side he's on and kind of what role does he play yeah. i really like that a lot mm-hmm. um and the contrast between inside the house and like the brief moments we get shots of outside the house in the beginning. It's like, it's so, it feels so surreal and so weird. Like, cause you just see this guy in an ice cream truck and it's just like, it has this kind of otherworldly kind of, kind of element to it that I, I was really into. And then once kind of, once the plot kind of got moving and the, kind of the secret secrets were kind of unraveled for me, I was just like, Oh, this is the movie that it is. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But I was just kind of more intrigued by what the movie could have potential, not even could have potentially been, but um, what the movie could have possibly been like the different possibilities. Sure. And once it landed on one. It just kind of, was okay for me. Yeah, that juxtaposition at the beginning where they're in the house and then what we see outside of the house is so strong at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You almost wonder how or, or and then if they're going to play with that idea throughout. Yeah. And you're right that they don't really. Except to say that um, 
inside the house is kind of this world that he believes the world is. And then outside is kind of this fake serenity because Mm -hmm. it's, it's stark. Like at the beginning of the movie, we're like, Oh, you know, I, I think it suggests post apocalypse Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's a, there it's like they're dreaming, you know, anything you see outside kind of looks like dreams. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then, and then, you know, not to spoil too much, you find out that it's not right. a dream and that the, mm-hmm. the, just the outside uh, does not reflect what, what the inside of the house looks like so much. And, and I kind of agree right. with you that it, they don't play on that so much. Uh, yeah. And not to say that the, I, th- I feel like that's that's not necessarily like a criticism on my part. That's just uh, where my mind was going because I can't fault the movie for being the movie that what it, it is. is. Right, yeah. <laughs> and not being what I, what I thought it might have been. But No, but I think that, it sets yeah. up that dichotomy. Like, I don't blame mm-hmm. you for... for yeah. um, I'll, I'll go as far as saying hoping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was on board for, on board with it, and then when it kind of revealed itself, I was like, oh, okay. This I'm still on board with it, but I'm my interest is a little bit a little more contained and, and waned a little bit. Yeah, um, it's also yeah. man, God bless it for being a tight eighty three minutes. Oh yes, like I <laughs> I have gotten such a new appreciation for like those brief like tight movies like that. Just because yeah. like the way that I'm doing it is I'm working from home now and. Uh, just playing it in the background and doing my work and watching it. I'm so happy that I'm not in the call center anymore because yeah. I don't have calls interrupting me, so I can actually watch a movie and work. Right. Um, so it's, it's it's pretty nice. Um, yeah. Like I the mean, whole, I I, the world's I going almost hell, but it's nice. I almost like prefer the opportunity to do a double feature and just get mm-hmm. in and out of a yeah. thing. Oh yeah. So yep. It was same that was, here. That was nice. Yeah. So this movie came out in like 2018, I think. I feel like it was like on the festival circuit or something. It sa- then, yeah, it yeah. says 2018, but I think that that's a little um, uh, not dubious isn't the word, but I, I think yeah. that's a loose. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. festivals in 18 and then digital release in nine. It feels like the movie I would have seen in theaters if it were around, but I, I, I it oh, right. certainly was not. Yeah. Yep. Like that plot summary from IMDb came from the Toronto International Film Festival. Yeah, right. So exactly. Exactly. It probably had like a festival run and then VOD and streaming. If, by the way, yeah. uh, you're listening to this in the future, uh, in the year mm-hmm. 2020, um, at the beginning of the year 2020, there were movie theaters. You could actually oh, go yes. with a crowd to watch the movies <laughs> that you watch on home on your television. Blown up big. Uh, sometimes 60 feet uh, television, or not television, but screens uh, in mm-hmm. the best quality and the best sound possible. They're, they were called movie theaters, and you would sit in these chairs. You've probably seen them around town. Yeah, People used I, to watch movies in them. <laughs> you know, you might you might see them in movies and TV. Like right, movie yeah, yeah. That, okay. That's not a fictional thing. Yes, it's, that's they something were that happened. Yeah. yeah, I guess people know <laughs> what those are. Do you remember, Matt, the last movie you ever saw in a theater? Oh yes, oh, it was. Uh, as of this recording, it was a long three weeks ago. I think um, <laughs> I saw The Way Back. Oh, with, nice. Uh, okay, Ben Affleck. Yeah, the prequel yeah. to The Way Way Back. Yes, and <laughs> uh-huh. the sequel to uh, to Fastballs the Way. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, my last movie oh, ever God. was Onward. Pixar's Onward. 
Oh, nice. Oh, I, I already told the story on the podcast, but I went to an advanced screening of Onward, and did I tell you the story? No. Um, so it's a packed theater because it's one of those advanced screenings where they pack the theater and stuff. A lot of kids, a lot of adults, obviously. It's like, it's fine. So I get there like with 20 minutes before showtime and it's already packed. And usually they have like press like seating, but they didn't have it. So I sat down and this couple came, like this couple sat down in the row, like it was a short row, sat down a couple seats away from me, uh, had a, like a little like two year old baby, I think. Um, our two-year-old kid, and like there was like a four-year-old with her family in the row in front of us. They were talking and everything. Uh, this is right when like COVID nineteen is like starting to like hit the news and everything. Yeah, the girl in the row in front of us kept coughing, and her parents made no made no effort to tell her to cover her mouth, <laughs> like at all. Uh, uh. And then. 10 minutes into the movie, the couple sitting sitting next to me got up, left with their kid, and about five minutes after they left, I looked over, and there was a pile of uh, kid puke on the ground oh, <laughs> right no. next to me. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. And they made no attempt to clean it up. They made no attempt to get someone to clean it up or anything, and they were gone for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Jeez. Yep, and then postscript to that, I went to the bathroom afterwards, and the guy at the urinal at the urinal next to me did not wash his hands, <laughs> and the door was a pull. Uh, cut to this is why we're here. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, and the door was a pull, and there was no paper towels. It was just the automatic dryer, oh, so I couldn't gross. like. Yeah. Gross. So ugh. anyway, well, hey, my my time is just about up. So yes. if you want to kind of put a cap on freaks. Absolutely. So uh, we get we've got Mike's official recommendation to watch Freaks, an eighty-seven minute movie. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> yeah. Netflix I think it's a little longer than that. Uh, uh, IMDb says an hour forty-six, but man, I swear oh, okay. it's shorter than that. It's a breeze. It's, it's a real breeze. It's a breeze. Yeah. Yep. And I liked talking it out with you, and I, I gained some more appreciation for it, and okay. I might revisit it sometime. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Cool. Well. Thank you so much for joining me, Mikey. And uh, yeah, if you want to throw me four more movies just in in the pod chat later, okay. Uh, and we can we can maybe do this again. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely up for it. If we if we keep them short like this, Sweet. I'm I, I can oh. probably sneak away for a little while. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Well, I'll let you go. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And hey, uh, uh, if yeah. I could, really quick, <laughs> listeners, this will this will go out right to listeners. Yes. So my band, uh, uh, as yes, good as it gets. You. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We uh, we just released our new single. There's there's no album coming out. Uh, mm. It's not an EP. We just kind of wanted to put a single out there while people are home. It's called Usual Suspect, uh, and it's exclusive right now to Bandcamp. So if you go to as good as it gets band dot bandcamp dot com, and I'm sure Matt will put a link. Uh, in, in the show notes here uh, and download our single uh, it's just one dollar and if you could throw a dollar our, our way we'd sure appreciate that to kind of keep this mm-hmm. music thing afloat so uh, hopefully you guys like that we're really proud of this song uh, I I actually mixed and mastered it myself uh, and, oh, I, and I'm, nice. ki- I'm kind of proud of that uh, sweet yeah we it was a little different this time uh, Dustin wrote the song he played guitar it's his vocals but uh, the drums I played the drums on I played bass on it and then I mixed and mastered it so so um, it's it's his song, but I'm also kind of really proud of the back end of it. Uh, really mm-hmm. feels half my song, uh, and so we're really proud of this song together. So please give that a listen uh, if you like. Perfect. If you like uh, pop acoustic music. 
absolutely it's a it's a real banger so yeah <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> yeah and uh also are you guys gonna do any more of the live like facebook live stuff or anything i think so there, there's Sweet. we don't have anything scheduled right now uh but mm-hmm. it it's so easy to do that i i mm-hmm. bet there will be something soon uh just kind of follow me on facebook follow the band on facebook and instagram uh and i just kind of jump on we live in a weird weird times weird world right now so uh i just jump on randomly and play songs follow me on facebook follow me on youtube um i put songs there a couple times a week these days perfect well awesome and i'm so glad that uh like that's the one thing and i'm so glad that we have the internet like the internet exists like oh man i I can't imagine like i would have to read books or something if if i didn't have the internet yeah shout out to al gore yeah right exactly (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Well, I'll let you go. All right, man. I love you. Thank you <laughs> Thank for having you. me on. Love you too, buddy. Bye. Yep. Bye. All right. It's me again, breaking in at the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you guys are checking out these things that we are talking about, um, these movies and, and everything, um, because we're all kind of – we all should be home um, unless absolutely essential for us to leave. Um, and you know, these are all available to stream on various services. So check that out whenever you can. So next up on the podcast will be, uh, OV 313 COVID-19 film festival day 16. So we took a break, uh, took a jump and everything. So that episode is going to be me talking about a bunch of stuff that I watched on Netflix and hopefully me and tiny talking about tiger King. So look forward to that. That'll probably drop sooner rather than later if I can get my shit together. Um, once again, before I close out this episode, just want to reiterate that uh, you can check in or check out Can Can Cinema and Brasserie. Um, check that out on Facebook, Can Can Cinema and Brasserie. Link in the show notes, as well as on their website, cancanindie.com. Um, and make sure to check out their uh, can can on demand, uh, screening, uh, at home cinema, uh, Friday, April 3rd, press play at 8 PM for the social network. Um, that's their can can, uh, at home cinema. Um, yeah, there is a link in the, in the show notes to check that out. So yeah, without further ado, thank you guys so much for further ado. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think me and Tiny are about to record too, so that's going to be a fun episode. So anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, stay indoors, for the love of God, stay indoors. Um, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Let me know what you thought about the movies and everything and the episode. And yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. And now, here's a short clip from our Patreon-exclusive RSS feed. To hear the full clip and more exclusive Patreon content, go to patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer and become a patron at the minimum rate of $1 per month. Thank you and enjoy. This is, I don't even know what day it is of isolation. I don't know if I would even count it as isolation. Well, yeah, it is isolation because I haven't gone anywhere. I've gone to the store a couple of times and work a couple of times. And that's since, like, the... I don't even know when. I don't know. I know that it's been like 20 days since I've seen a movie in a movie theater. And I had a dream where I was seeing a movie in a movie theater. And I tweeted about that. But part of the dream was that I was in line at concessions. And then I got into the theater and 
sat down and like the first thing I saw was like a trailer for Fast 9 and something about Keanu Reeves. I don't know. This is premium content you're paying for me talking about my dreams. Um, so all this stuff's going on is crazy. The Obsessive Viewer podcast is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to ObsessiveViewer.com slash OV archive. You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer. And follow us on Twitter at obsessive viewer and at obsessive tiny. And follow our recurring co hosts at I am Mike White, that's me, at RA Feckus and at burger underscore lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate, or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at teepublic.com, T-E-E, public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at anthologypod.com and on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series, at TowerJunkiesPod.com and at TowerJunkiesPod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda at TheSecularPerspective.com. The theme music for The Obsessive Viewer comes courtesy of the band Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash asgoodasitgetsband. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty!